At Freedom HealthWorks, we're focused on putting medical professionals back in control of their practices. Utilizing a structured, tailored approach to business, startup, and operations, it could make sense for you to work with our professional team to avoid expensive pitfalls and, more importantly, expedite your journey to success. As we all know, time is money. If you're involved in the practice of medicine and desire to practice free of headaches and constraints, reach out for a no-obligation consultative conversation. Call us today at 317-804-1203 or visit freedomhealthworks.com. Welcome to Healthcare Americana, coming to you from the Freedom Doc Studios. I am your host, Christopher Habig, CEO and co-founder of Freedom HealthWorks. This is a podcast for the 99% of people who get care in America. We talk to innovative clinicians, policymakers, patients, caregivers, executives, and advocates who are fed up with the status quo and have a desire to change it. We take you behind the scenes with people across America that are putting patients first and restoring trust in American healthcare. All too often on our show, we get sucked into this debate of what is health insurance? What is it actually good for? Is it good for anything? What does it mean? How does it affect patient lives? How does it affect physicians and provider lives? One topic that we haven't spent enough time discussing is physical therapy and how insurance Medicare plays into physical therapy for those of us who are injured, for those of us who might have musculoskeletal issues. Where does insurance play a role, if at all, and how does it affect treatment? Please welcome Lisa Marino, a doctor of physical therapy at Victress Health and Wellness. Lisa, thanks for joining us here on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Physical therapy, again, it's like it's such a core treatment plan, especially people with illnesses and, and injuries. In my opinion, we're just going to dive right into it, right? In my opinion, and I've heard this from so many different people in the industry, that when somebody is hurt, you, know, you need a lot of physical therapy to come back. But all too often, patients either short it by their own decisions or the money runs out from their plan. And it becomes this endless cycle of injury, shortchanged on the treatment, injured again, back into physical therapy, dollars, cost, time, all adding up. What's your take on that? Yeah. So to start off, I was just really surprised how much when I left the conventional model of even physical therapy, um, I had a great, you know, job, great, great coworkers, all the things, you know, we're in a great small town area, but, but even just leaving that conventional model, people got better so much faster. It was incredible just because I was able to listen to them, spend the time that they needed. And so, you know, when you look from that model, and especially being cash pay, you know, starting out like, hey, is this going to work or not? I'm going out on my own. And and when that is on me to do a better job, I have to get them better faster. And I have to be cued in to what they need, what they want, what their goals are to serve them and provide them a ton of value. So it's the same thing that we see in DBC is, am I providing them with a ton of value that they're not just going to go back to the chiropractor massage, or like you said, just go give in to the easy route of surgery or something like that in that in that case. Am I truly serving them and incorporating certainly in chiropractic massage, all of it together and listening to what they want, then it forces you to do a better job that they don't just need the two visits a week for six weeks. And like, like no, we'll spread it out. You know, I have an ACL patient right now. It's like, hey, we're going to see you a couple times, see how you do you can do a lot of this on your own. And then we'll pick back up once you've, you know, kind of your protocol picks back up again, you're allowed to do more. So it's, it's having that creativity, that flexibility, and thinking, you know, on your own and, and really paying attention to the person in front of you. 
So at Victorious Health and Wellness, you know, you started as a physical therapy, cash-based physical therapy, added, you know, the direct primary care onto it. I want to talk about that, but I'm really curious, you know, you mentioned, you know, right now I have an ACL patient. Um, I'm assuming somebody tore their ACL, came to you. Can you walk us through what that patient experience is from, I just blew an ACL, what do I do? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's hard to not put on the DPC hat and think about it that way. A lot of times, because people know us in the community, they're coming to us first. Obviously, in this case, it was, you know, was a high school athlete. So, you know, she's able to go to the trainer and trainers making the diagnosis. Sometimes we'll go in there and say, hey, do you mind looking at this for a second opinion? So we do that. And we're like, hey, just come, let me take a peek at you because maybe you don't need to go to the ortho necessarily. Maybe this could potentially just be a sprain or we're saying, nope, this is a red flag. It's time to go see the ortho. And so having that relationship with people from the get go of steering them correctly, then that offloads, you know, the docs, the physicians that are you know, overloaded, you know, with care um, that we're, you know, very well versed in, in red flags and, and when it's time to go and when it's not time to. Um, so that helps them from the get go. And then obviously, you know, preparing them for surgery. Are they strong enough? Do they have, you know, good range of motion, all of that going in? We obviously know outcomes are much better. The more prepared you are, the stronger you are before surgery. And then um, after that. Yeah. So after surgery, you know, they call you up and say, hey, Lisa, I want to join Victress. I want my physical therapy to be provided by you guys. I guess compare and contrast, you know, your plan for rehabilitation versus what they would get at, I guess, an insurance dominated practice or a hospital owned practice. Yeah. So actually, in this case is good, good example, because I just told the family straight up, you know, I just want to be completely upfront and honest. Like, let's talk through have you asked them what your deductible is? Have you met it? What's your out of pocket costs? And you know, I'm kind of educating them on the fact that we probably can save you more money because I'm, you know, likely going to see you less, be a little bit more invested, that's going to save you time. And we know insurance costs at least twice as much, typically. Um, but I wanted them to know if you've met your deductible, then likely, yeah, this could be a good route for you to find something traditional. And they're like, no, we want you. We know you guys are the best. You know, we are ready to invest. And so, you know, having DPC with that, then, you know, we can offer them a discount. So we keep our, our cash practice for PT, like, um, that you can just access that without being a member. But when you join, you know, then it's uh, significantly less per visit. So then it's kind of an incentive because, as we know, everybody has things going on. You know, it's not just the ACL injury. It's other things that are going on. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, what about, you know, the gut health and, and the mental health and all of those things, too. So it's like, they're like, oh, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I, you know, I can save five visits worth, you know, just by joining the practice. And then that starts that conversation, too. Yeah, it's the whole body experience, right? It's all connected. Right. Absolutely. I want to stay on the theme of, of that, that rehabilitation. Is there any difference in your programs um, that you're able to do, say, I need to see you more, or you're going to need a longer recovery or rehabilitation versus what you know you experienced in the past where somebody's insurance might say, hey, we'll pay for six sessions, and if you need more beyond that, then too damn bad. Right, right. So that's where we're always paying attention to that, always being mindful because, you know, I have a family too. Like I want, you know, to save people money and give them value. So like, yeah, in this case, you know, um, or and even some of the, the great visits that we have, some of the insurance companies that we're working with now is, okay, you get 30 visits free, right? So we want to maximize those 30 visits. But that's where it, like it cannot be a cut and dry protocol of two times a week, you know, for 15 weeks. Like that's not going to get, you know, this high school athlete back to being on the field, right? So it's just being flexible with that protocol, paying attention to that, and then just letting them know, hey, we are probably going to have to go beyond this. I know your goal is to not re-tear the other side. It is to be a highly tuned athlete that can go out there without any fear and rock the field. So then, um, you know, in that case, it's having those conversations, 
you know, yes, this will, this will be out of pocket, but we are going to, you know, save you, like I said, usually half as much uh, compared to the traditional model. Have you had any patients who you, you explain how your process works and they say, oh, no, thanks. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, go join uh, this physical therapist over here use my insurance. Has anybody ever come back? You know, we call them boomerang patients where they're like, oh, this, I don't want to pay more. They go out somewhere. They're like, I couldn't get in or whatever it was. And then they, they show up uh, with their hat in hand saying, yes, hey, <laughs> you still got a spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a tough, tough lesson to learn because it was like, we got to win everybody and we're the best and we want every, you know, but you kind of got to let them have their own experience that some people are just stuck in that model and it feels comfortable and it feels safe. And that's what they know. And, and we kind of say, okay, got to respect people's decisions. And um, we're just so you know confident in what we're doing and how well it's working that we do know that they do come back and they say, okay, I did six months over there, still dealing with it. And um, it's hard because we are surrounded by some great manual therapy specialists and people that can do a really, really great job, but you're not really like paying attention to that person, even if you're you're one on one, I love body mechanics. I love technique and watching. What do you have to do when you get back into that situation? You know, whether it's it's you know an athlete or especially you know at work, uh, what kind of environment are you going back into? And so if you're not paying attention to that, then you're going to miss and they're going to be end up re-injured again. We're talking with Lisa Marino, doctor of physical therapy at Victorus Health and Wellness. Lisa, one story that I've heard, you know, throughout the career and, you know, the seven, eight years we've been doing Freedom Health Works and it's kind of heart wrenching is I talked to orthopedic surgeons and, you know, they're, they, they, they're so fed up. They're so just, I don't know if depressed is the right word, just beaten down. There was a surgeon who talked to me. He's like, he's like, Chris, you know, I'm working for this hospital and I got in trouble by my admin because they said that one out of every three people that I consult with for surgery I need to send them to the OR whether they need it or not. And he's like, there's so many people that could use DME, you know, the durable medical equipment or physical therapy rather than surgery. I'm curious about your experiences talking to patients where you're like, you don't need surgery. Physical therapy is going to be cheaper, less invasive, healthier, and a far better outcome in the future. Yeah, so obviously that's why we take a very holistic approach and and don't just have physical therapy, but also functional medicine you know, referring out for mental health. We do spiritual consults as well because there's usually something else that's going on in there that they are, I have to have this done or this is the only way it's going to help, you know, and clouding their judgment almost, you know, to be able to sit down and have a real conversation about that. So, you know, it's obviously really important to them. And, and um, you know, obviously we just try to be as honest and upfront as possible. Like, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I, you know, would expect to happen. If we get to this point, and this is like what we see, unfortunately, in the area that Patients can get kind of sucked into something that is like, well, I need to do this for a year. And it's like, no, if if I'm not getting you better, if you're plateauing in three to four weeks, I need to be referring out. I need to be sending you on to something different. That's part of uh, best practice for me as a PT. And so we don't see that enough. And so that, you know, that's kind of an aside, but it it all ties into that and what's going on in their mindset of what, what they need. And so, you know, having those personal conversations are really, really important. Have you been able to prevent people from going under the knife? Yeah, definitely. You know, we've had folks with meniscus tears and, you know, certainly low back injuries that like, that's like, yeah, that's my only option. It's like, no, because a lot of times it is, it's like, okay, am I engaging in the work that needs to be done, you know, and convincing them, you know, this is not uh, the easy way out that most often, even if you have the surgery, you're going to have to do the work afterwards. (laughs) Anyway, again, 
I tell people all the time, I'm like, there's no such thing as a minor surgery. Anytime you're going to get opened up, that's a big, that's a, that's a big problem. There are different severities of invasiveness, but. And we've um, seen people, you know, I can think of one gal right now, just high school athletes, you know, had like three ankle surgeries and within like one or two treatments, she's like, I haven't felt this good. I haven't been able, you know, when we got her back, she's shooting hoops again and doing all these things. And it's like, got to correct it, got to fix it. And it's like, no, you, you were just really weak, <laughs> you know, and we weren't treating the right the right things, you know, uh, you didn't rehab well enough, you know. I, I think that applies to so many people out there. I mean, just take that one example and God, my heart kind of breaks for somebody in high school has three ankle surgeries right now. It's like, it sets them up. That's what sets, yeah, sets them up for, you know, my other favorite example is a great patient of mine had, you know, neck surgery and back surgery all in one year. And it's been like a year that he's like, uh, you know, I'd love to be able to golf and fish. And I'm like, has anybody ever like let you go out and cast and, and try to go chip some balls. And he's like, no, like I never realized I could do that. I'm like, how do you expect to get there? I mean, you are an athlete too. Like, you know, um, and maybe that just comes from my college volleyball background, but it's like, how are we going to get there? You know, it's a little bit out of time. So then his eyes just open up. He's like, I can go out and go fish. I'm like, yeah, just start with some easy cast, something low, nothing heavy, you know, like how else do you expect to get there? So it's that kind of stuff. It's like, no, Surgeon said I can't do it, you know, so. That's true. No, it's, definitely it, mind, it's definitely a mindset game for sure. That's a, that's a great point. You know, the reason why I'm asking that is, you know, I love talking about what we do at Freedom Health Works, helping, you know, direct primary care flourish. But I love the question when they're coming, but like, well, you guys can't show any data that, you know, this saves money or this improves outcomes. And I'm saying to her, like, I take calls weekly from docs who call me up. And they're so excited. They're like, I just pulled a patient out of the ER waiting room because they didn't need to be there. And they contacted me. And I'm so happy that they talked they, they talk to me. And then Absolutely. we walked across the street to a Starbucks. And I validated the ankle there. And, and you apply this. You're like, well, I, I don't know how to measure the savings. We can spitball it. But how do I how do I measure the savings to that insurance company, to that hospital, to, to Medicare? And so I wonder if we can apply that same type of principle to what you were just saying. Like when I and I consult to somebody and realize that, hey, physical therapy is going to be a much better treatment option for you. I just saved tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on that operation. But it's just like like nobody just wants to pay attention to that. Like it's almost how do you, how do you quantify that besides just telling stories? And I think that's why anecdotes are very powerful. Like you said, you're like, I don't know any, any uh, specific examples, but you know, any specific data, but those stories that you're just talking are always just so powerful because those are real life examples. Those are human beings. Yeah. Obviously as it comes, we try to, you know, clue them into that. It's like, do you, you know, do you realize that? And cause they're, they're trying to make sense of it in their head. I'm paying this, you know, membership. How am I going to make that money back? Or where's that money coming from? And so those examples happen all the time. You know, I was thinking about a lady the other day. She's a neighbor texted me. And it's like, oh, I'm sick again. I'm like, do you realize how many times we could have saved you that money over and over again by, you know, between the prescriptions and now the over-counter meds? I'm like, you just, you know, made your membership back 10 times over. And so, you know, realize, helping people realize that, yes, it is, it is an investment and giving them the example. So, yeah, certainly we need, I need to do a better job of looking at the statistics. And that's the fun part of getting in with companies is being able to show them, hey, look what we're doing. You know, we have averaged so many text messages per patient and, and all of that. And then how many visits we're using for PT. And then that saved them so much, you know, in insurance and claims. And, you know, so there's, there's tons that we can be doing, which is still new. Absolutely. I want to talk more on the business side uh, of things. So at Victress, you started this PT clinic. At what point did you add on the primary care memberships? 
Yeah, so we I knew all along that we needed to be multidisciplinary, right? That's kind of a buzzword term in, in school, right? But um, knew that we wanted to have kind of everybody together. But we actually started with functional medicine first. So a lot of people dealing with gut health and autoimmune conditions, obviously the mental health, trying to lose weight. And it was just like, I don't, I don't really want to be, I don't want to be guessing anymore what kind of plan they need to be on, what kind of nutrition they need, because a lot of this research was coming out on gut health and, and stool tests and, and organic acids and mitochondria, and like, there's so much out there. And so it's like, we've got the data, like, you know, I want to know. So we added functional medicine first, and then what we found was there was a huge gap uh, for patients not even having the foundation of primary care. And so we go to them and say, hey, you need to do your basic labs, this is really important. They're like, Number one, I don't know where to go. Number one, I don't have anybody to trust or they can't get me in. And so we're like, you know, okay, that just kept happening over and over again. We're like, why are we not doing this? Because we knew that we had a more holistic approach. We knew that, you know, especially at this time, people were looking for other options. Um, There was a tremendous need. And um, actually my sister, who's my partner, she um, had been a part of a DPC in Cincinnati at the time. And she's like, you know, if we're doing this, like, it's got to be DPC. Like, this is the best way to go. And She'd had a tremendous experience with uh, Dr. Meckley down there. And um, so that's what we were like, okay, we're doing this. This is what needs to be done. So we've only been in DPC the last, well, I guess it makes it um, 14, 15 months now. Fantastic. It, it seems like a perfect, I don't know if marriage is the right word, but you know, you mentioned trust. And when we talk to all, of, all the, uh, the practices that we work with, it's like trust is the biggest element in healthcare that is really missing right now. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting when you take a look at that and say, look, we're going to build trust between our patients, trust on the physical side of it, right? The physical therapy side of it, trust for the body, trust for what's going on inside. And we're going to take you know, more of that functional approach, which I, I really like it. And it's interesting to see that discipline grow because I think a lot of people are fed up with the way that, you know, medicine is, is traditionally being practiced right now for the last few decades. And they're like, you know, what can you do in five, seven minutes? Like, I'm here trying to build trust, trying to use you more as a consultation than anything. But I need to ask these questions. I need to figure out what's going on. And people have so much information at their fingertips. But yet, Googling your symptoms and stuff is like the worst thing that anybody's going to ever do from your standpoint. So, you know, I'm curious from your side of things, how do you really like punch through anybody's walls that have had really bad experiences with the healthcare system in general, because you handle a bunch of different, you know, uh, disciplines underneath your, your roof. I love the term multidisciplinary that, that you used. How do you punch through someone's barriers and walls to say, Hey, look, we are part of the good guys over here. We're incentivized to get you healthy and keep you healthy. Yeah. I think trying to really empathize with them is important. You know, I hear you. This is why we're here. This is my story. You know, um, and to, you know, validate them in that. I, I understand, you know, why you're concerned. This is, this is the reason why we stepped out of that. So we did not have to be a part of that toxic model, um, any longer. And so, and, and then usually there's some sort of story that will relate, you know, we had a patient similar to you or this, you know, this situation and really kind of empathize with them in that case. And they're like, Oh, really? Like, uh, and that really kind of speaks, you know, volumes to them. Um, if we can kind of speak to what their pain points are, obviously. Kind of the, the macro question for you here. So put your dreaming hat on. You know, if you could change one thing about the way that medicine is practiced in the United States, all of it, right? Just one thing out of everything that we're, we're doing as a healthcare community, what would that be? 
So I have two older sisters that are physicians, so I feel like I can speak to this, you know, from, from somewhat of experience too. So, um, so we have conversations all the time, you know, and, um, so I would say, you know, definitely if we're talking in the way that, you know, medicine is practiced and again, you know, I'm not a medical doctor, but you know, the training that I've done advanced in like functional medicine, it's like, we've got to be talking about nutrition. We've got to have more than just two hours of coursework in nutrition there and have a really good connection with, uh, you know, anybody that's doing health coaching, nutrition coaching, and having that part of that. Because what we find is, you know, even if that is, it is foundational, you know, to start with nutrition, but we also have to understand their behaviors, you know, too. And so having that, you know, collaboration with mental health and understanding where people are coming from, because stress is just, it is so rampant, you know, and people are just overwhelmed and inundated with, with too much, you know, and so being able like, I'm not going to get anywhere with somebody losing weight or, coming over an autoimmune condition if we're not tackling that. And so having that holistic approach is just, um, would do, you know, wonders with, with the health system. Mm -hmm. You mentioned, uh, nutrition there. I just read a headline the other day that said, uh, I hope I don't butcher this, but if you took the weight of all the mammals, excluding human beings, it would add up to 10% of the total weight of human beings. Oh my gosh. And they're like this, if this isn't a wake up call, like, you take all the elephants and rhinoceroses and the whales and everybody, all the mammals, and it only adds up a 10% of the total weight of human beings on the planet. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's all around us. And, you know, we, you know, obviously we go into a lot of companies and, um, you know, for us, the men speaking to them is like testosterone has plummeted like 20, 25% in the last 20 years. It's like, they're feeling it. The guys are feeling it. They may, they may hide it. They may not tell you, but they're feeling it, you know, and um, being able to speak to that really just kind of gets in there and gets in their heads a little bit that like, why are we not looking at this? And that would be the other thing that I would add is like the situation that we're in right now with people's health is like, if you just did a basic lab panel, the way it should be done, for example, fasting insulin, you know, we have to physically write in, you know, we have a lab contract, we have to write in fasting insulin. This is not automatically on there. And that's the, the one that, you know, will predict, you know, diabetes, prediabetes, 10 years you know, ahead of A1C and fasting glucose, like that one lab would change, you know, the lives of hundreds of thousands of people if we're, you know, seeing it advanced. So many people in our industry talk about the biggest challenge is just patient education. People either don't know that this is an option, they don't know how to use it, or they don't really know what it is. How is Victor's Health and Wellness combating that to show people, hey, you know, here's the light. Yeah, this isn't just too good to be true. This isn't smoke and mirrors. This is real. And damn near everybody could benefit from this type of a way to practice medicine. Yeah, obviously, we're doing everything we can. Um, you know, we have a podcast ourselves and then trying to get out in the community, have as many events as possible and, and speaking, um, getting into companies. We like to do a lot of lunch and learns. That's a way to kind of get in front of people and kind of open their eyes. to there's a whole different world out there. You know, we don't have to stay stuck in the status quo, kind of just get some thinking and get them dreaming and thinking outside the box of like what healthcare can be and what it should be and that, yes, it is possible. So certainly the, the case examples, the savings, the numbers obviously speak volumes. We're talking with Lisa Marino, doctor of physical therapy at Victorious Health and Wellness. Lisa, last question for you, continuing the education path. If you had, we could do either do billboards or, you know, those fun little like signs you see on the beach that are getting towed by airplanes. And, you know, you've got like, what is that? Eight, 10 words to try to make an impact in educating everybody in the United States. What's your message to them? Oh my goodness. You know, the first thing that 
comes to my mind is is don't sweat the small stuff, but I think, you know, mostly is getting them to think bigger, really try to reinvigorate their hope. You know, obviously having a spiritual component is really important to us. So gosh, in just a few words, um, you know, I think that it has to be Jesus, I trust in you. You know, I mean, that's got to be the overall arching message, if I can say that. You can say anything you want to. <laughs> it's your billboard, remember? It's your billboard. It's your it's your total yes, airplane. That's right. Once again, Lisa Marino, Doctor of Physical Therapy, Victress Health and Wellness. Thanks for joining us here on Healthcare Americana. All right. Thanks for having me, Chris. That's going to do it for this episode of Healthcare Americana. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out online at healthcareamericana.com to catch previous episodes, subscribe to our mailing list, and visit our online store. Once again, I am your host, Christopher Habig. Thanks for listening. Check out healthcareamericana.com to hear all our episodes, visit the shop, and learn more about the podcast. Healthcare Americana is produced by Taylor Scott and iPodcast Pro and managed by Melissa Turpin. Healthcare Americana is brought to you by Freedom HealthWorks and Freedom Doc. If you've been struggling to get the care you need and the access you want, it's time to join your local Freedom Doc. Visit freedomdoc.care to find the practice location nearest you. Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars, price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple, match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit fmma.org. Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry. And we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.